Hey there, I'm Bill. And I'm Jeff. And this is the Cubs Session Podcast. Uh, this is our inaugural episode. We are two guys that are just uh, absolutely obsessed with the Chicago Cubs and decided that here in the heart of the World Series, uh, we would start up a podcast to talk to you guys about uh, our favorite team, the Chicago Cubs. And coming out of Game 3, heading into Games uh, 4 and 5 here, we've got John Lackey against Corey Kluber. I still think that uh, Lackey might play a big role in this series because this seems to be a turning point game. Yeah, Jeff, I think there's no doubt about it. This is a an absolute must-win game for the Chicago Cubs. You know, after coming out of a, a huge disappointment in Game Three, where uh, we dropped that game one to nothing, and what everyone kind of assumed was the Cubs' game to win. Um, you know, going into that game, the weather conditions, the forecast was for winds howling out of the stadium. Uh, our great ground ball pitcher and Kyle Hendricks up against their fly ball pitcher and Tomlin. Uh, you know, I think everyone expected that to be an easy win. Yeah, yeah, and the the cub the the difference really just was that the Cubs big bats weren't really hitting yesterday. Um, Rizzo got on a couple times, and but the guys that had been hitting in the ALDS and the A uh, or NLDS and NLCS haven't really hit yet. Uh, and it it all comes back to that mantra: "You go, we go." With Dexter Fowler, um, he's got what's he got? Two hits and thirteen at bats, hitting one fifty four hasn't really done much and he's the guy that all season long you go we go he gets on Cubs seem to score every time yeah, no doubt about that. Dexter Fowler has been the uh, the heart and soul of this Cubs offense in terms of starting the engine. Uh, you know, uh, Bryant and Rizzo are the guys who absolutely drive in the runs, but Fowler's the guy who starts it up day in and day out. He gets on base. If he gets on in the first inning, uh, the Cubs' winning percentage just goes through the roof. So having him with only two hits so far in the World Series has been pretty killer. But what about the other guys? We look at Chris Bryant, our you know most likely full season MVP, one hit in the World Series in 11 at-bats, and the NLCS MVP Javier Baez, two hits and 13 at-bats. I mean, these guys are, are the, the ones that need to be hitting the ball and, and driving in the runs. Um, you know, we need Fowler to start it up, but we need those guys to do their jobs too. And, you know, I really don't like relying on Javier Baez. I don't like saying that he's the guy who needs to do it because he wasn't the guy doing it all season long. Um, they really got here on, on you know, Baez wasn't even a regular starter in the regular season. He just had a couple good series and got us through those series. And now is the time for our key contributors all season long to uh, make a difference in this world series. Bryant needs to get on. Fowler needs to get on. Rizzo needs to get on. Russell needs to hit. I mean, I, it's patience. Plate patience is what we need. All year long, they were working pitchers, getting them out of the game early, and now you see guys swinging at bad pitches. I, I want to know. I, I guarantee that these players go into games thinking, okay, if I'm in a one-two, o-two count, I know they're throwing me a, a breaking ball. So why are they swinging at these balls, or why aren't they moving up in the box to try and get to the sliders earlier? I just, it's yeah. really, it's been really frustrating to watch for me. It doesn't make a lot of sense, Jeff, because the Cubs' way of playing baseball all year has been patience at the plate. It's been making the pitcher work. You know, we don't let pitchers get deep into games because of the number of pitches that every one of our batters will take. You know, fouling off pitches and taking walks, that's the kind of things that we've become known for. And that's what the offense has been driven on all season long. And then you look at the games that we've won here in the postseason and look at how we've won them. It's been by playing the Cubs' way. Uh, and last night, I didn't really see that. I 
I saw Cubs being aggressive where they didn't need to be. Uh, I saw chasing on a lot of pitches. You know, we've talked about this, you know, a few different times. Javier Baez, you know, he got moved up in the order, moved back down in the order because he was getting over aggressive. But then we saw more of the same last night. He's swinging at high pitches. He's swinging and missing at pitches that are just out of the zone, not the way that he was playing at all in the NLCS when he was hitting the ball every game. No, um, he, you know, he, he looks like the Javier Baez that came up, you know, two years ago and couldn't get it done, so got sent back down because he was swinging at those balls at his throat. I, he, he's got to get back to whatever he did to change in order to stick in the big leagues and make an impact on an everyday throughout this postseason. Yeah, but I totally agree with you. He's not the guy that the pressure should be on. Any contribution we get from him is absolutely bonus, and it's the kind of things you need to see in a World Series championship run. You need to have those players who step up and play beyond their level, and he's done his job already in the earlier series. So really what I'd like to see now is I'd like to see Bryant step up and play like he did all year long take the load off and just sit back and relax and go into this game knowing that you're the man who can win this game all by yourself with a couple of long balls. He's fully capable of doing it. Uh, Corey Kluber is a fantastic pitcher, but he's not unhittable. Uh, I think he got a favorable zone. I don't think the zone was inappropriate, but I think it was favorable to his style of pitching uh, in game one. I can only hope that he doesn't get the same sort of zone here in game four. Um, But, you know, if he gets a a standard strike zone and he misses those corners once in a while, it should really work into the Cubs hitters' favor as long as they have that patience at the plate, not swinging at the bad pitches. You know, I was looking at Bryant's stats, and he's got five strikeouts already in the World Series. Fowler with five strikeouts. Baez with five strikeouts. Russell with four strikeouts. Uh, These are not numbers that we're used to seeing from the Cubs hitters, and Corey Kluber will take advantage of them again if they're going to be aggressive at the plate. But we saw it with Clayton Kershaw. Uh, seeing him the first time around, the Cubs hitters looked silly. You walked out of that game feeling really down on yourself. And then we went into another game, same pitcher, Clayton Kershaw again, and we dominated him to close out the NLCS. So I hope we can do more of the same with that, with Kluber tonight, by sticking with that patience at the plate that we've really been, been known for all season. Yeah, the, the one difference I would say between the Kluber and Kershaw comparison is that Kershaw going into that game, uh, several, I heard several scouts that said his his – third pitch his curveball was not where it needed to be he was spent he was out of gas he was injured most of the season came back he put up a good performance but he was just out of gas so I'm just hoping that it doesn't take Kluber being out of gas for these guys to hit him um, well I, I agree with that but I'd say at the same time there's a chance he is a little out of gas you know he, he had what six days rest I think coming into that game one start because of the way the schedules lined up Going into game four here, he's coming off three days rest. So he's actually coming in on short rest compared to long rest. That could have a big difference of effect on the guy, not to mention he's pitching in an NL ballpark this time. You know, if I were the Chicago Cubs, I'd make sure that he gets on base. If there's nobody in front of him, I'd walk the guy. I'd pitch him out, you know, pitch <laughs> no, around you're him. Not gonna, I'd walk him on base. With nobody I'd make on guy, base, you're going to walk make, him. I'd make that guy run. Get him he's out of supposed game. to be pitching in the NL ballpark. The pitcher is supposed to be the easy out. The, you're supposed to get to the pitcher and say, okay, I've gotten out here. You're not supposed to put him on base if yeah, you don't have think, to. Think about it. Put him on base and then throw a whole bunch of pickoff attempts at him. Make the guy tell oh my back God. first like six <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah, and then you know maybe throw a hidden ball trick in there too. It's, hey, it worked for the uh, the Cubs back in uh, Rookie of the Year. I don't see why it couldn't work now. <laughs> hey, Bill, uh, we've got a lineup for tonight. Ooh, we um, do. 
Yes, we leading off. We got Fowler in center field, hitting okay. second. Chris Bryant at third, at first base, hitting third. Anthony Rizzo in left field, hitting fourth. Ben Zobrist. And the one question I had was, would they stick with Contreras? And I thought they should, and they will. After Zobrist, Contreras will be hitting fifth. Nice. Russell hit. Russell moved up to the sixth spot, hitting, uh, playing shortstop, and then Hayward in right field. And Baez at second base in the in the eight spot. So I don't know if if Joe's trying to get uh, get Hayward going by giving him some protection there, or trying to you know kind of pull back the reins on Baez by making him hit eighth. I'm not sure, but uh, what do you think about that lineup? Interesting. Well, th- this is kind of cool because guys, we're we're live on on the podcast right now, uh, recording this as this this lineup was released. So. Um, I just wrote down those names as you said them so I wouldn't forget them all this time but uh, obviously the first four in the lineup no surprises there whatsoever Contreras sticking in the five hole he hasn't hit yet in the World Series but the guy can hit I I have no problem with that he's not striking Uh, out he's making contact more than anyone else he hasn't struck out once in this World Series and he's he's his energy, his energy is all you need, Jeff, because with his energy, his excitement and his, and his ability, his capabilities are, are phenomenal. He's got the ability to change the game on offense and putting him behind Zobris just makes sense to me. Uh, I love Russell in the six hole. I, I've been saying this all season long. I call him RBI Russell. This guy hit 90 plus RBIs in the regular season. He hit out of the low order in the batting order all the time. He was never one of your normal cleanup guys. The guy can drive in runs and he's just struggled a little bit in the postseason like everybody else on the Cubs. We saw it in the earlier series, though. He got hot. He hit a couple home runs. He drove in some big runs. I'm calling Russell to have a big night tonight. I think hitting out of the six hole is going to be good for him. Um, to me, the biggest surprise is, is Hayward in, in right field and batting seventh because, you know, we talked about this a little bit. Hayward's had his struggles. He's been uh, off the bench, you know, throughout the World Series thus far. This will be his first start in the World Series. Um, but I think that's a good move. I think nobody else has really stepped up and owned that position yet. So why not go back to the gold glover, let him at least play some serious defense out there. He does make take good at bats. He can make good contact, you know, when he when he's finally gets that, you know, right swing um, and the guy can run the bases so there's no reason not to put him in the game and I think putting Baez into the eight hole is kind of a message from uh, Joe Madden to, to Javier Baez saying you're not playing the way you played get back into your groove and I'll move you back up in the order but for right now you're moving down until you can prove to me that you can hit the ball the way you were hitting it before your defense is unquestionable we're going to keep you in at defense at second base right right yet I now now all I question from Hayward being in right field is when do they pinch hit with Schwarber? Does he pinch hit for Hayward, or, or is it completely open? Could he pinch hit for Baez? Could he pinch hit, you know, who else? Who else would you pinch hit? Uh, well, I tell you what, I what I'd like to see with Schwarber this time around. I was really disappointed to see him come in last night with nobody on base. Uh, I know the situation. I think at the time Madden was starting to get worried that he wasn't going to get a chance to bring Schwarber in to impact the game. But uh, we saw at the very next inning there was an opportunity with a man on second. Uh, we could have brought Schwarber in to, to swing for Jason Hayward, um, who ultimately hit into an error that got him on first. But I think it would have been nice to see Schwarber in that type of situation. So I, I'm not so concerned with who he comes in for. I think situations.
situationally is, is where it's really going to matter. Can we get him in to, to make, uh, make Francona use um, Andrew Miller early in the ballgame? Can we get him to come in and waste a, a pitcher you know, sooner than he wants to? Or, or are we better off, you know, can we wait him out again and get Miller out of the ballgame and get to a different reliever and then get Schwarber in? I think the situation is really going to dictate where he comes in. But I would really like to see Schwarber come in with men on base this time around. Right. I, I completely agree. He should not be coming in with nobody on unless it's, you know, bottom of the ninth and he hasn't been used yet. Um, I, the only reason I bring that up is because Hayward is your gold glove defensive player in right field. So so Joe was using him as, you know, the defensive replacement closer out there in right. So if he does pinch hit for Hayward, you would you would figure that Almora becomes that uh, that player in right field. Well, it's definitely not Solaire. You know, Solaire's not going out there to play uh, exceptional defense. He plays, you know, mediocre defense at best. So, yeah, if you pull Hayward out to pinch hit, uh, Elmora's going to have to come in and, and fill that gap. You know, I, I don't like to place blame, but I think a lot of a lot of other guys like a Hayward or an Elmora could have got to that Coco Crisp hit in the uh, in the game last night that led to the Indians' only run. You know, I, I really wanted Solaire to to make a better attempt at that ball. Um, you know, but he's not a great fielder, so you know you can't ask more than a guy's capable of sometimes so yeah I definitely would like to see either Hayward or Elmora out there in late innings manning right field right and I completely agree with you there okay so let's take it back to John Lackey real quick the Cubs got John Lackey because he's a postseason horse he's he's been there he's done that he didn't come here for no haircut (laughs) (laughs) he came here for some jewelry that's right um and so far he. I'm looking at his at his games right here. In the NLDS, he went four innings, three runs, seven hits. In the NLCS, four innings, uh, three hits, two runs. Um, he probably could have stayed in a little longer in that game, but he got into some trouble. And Joe Joe has been uh, Joe has definitely been managing uh, yes. this postseason, uh, sometimes to a negative extent, I think. But uh, you know, I don't think anyone disagreed with him pulling Lackey when he did. Um, but back, Lackey's got a 3.26 career postseason ERA. Uh, I, 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 is last year even in the NLDS against the Cubs with the Cardinals, he went, he pitched ten innings, four runs given up, six hits only. He he was their ace in the postseason because of injuries. Um, and I just feel like that's what we need to see right now because we we have a whole another year of this guy, and uh, he he needs to prove himself. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of keys to the game tonight, but I think John Lackey has absolutely got to have a game of his life. And this is, we're talking about a guy who has had some absolutely uh, remarkable games in his career, some big World Series games in his career already. Um, but I think he is at a point right now with the Cubs where he, he needs to pull his weight. And I don't say that in a negative connotation. The guy's been fantastic all year long. He's been a great number four pitcher to this staff, but this is the time where the Cubs depth has got to show. And I think that's really one of of our overall advantages is they're, the Indians are only going to use three starting pitchers as far as anyone knows. There's the chance that Salazar may come in and, and make a start but from what we've been told so far it looks like they're going with a three-man staff. We've got a fourth starting pitcher in John Lackey who is an absolute uh, incredible postseason World Series pitcher uh, and I think there's no reason why he shouldn't step up tonight and, and give us a 
nice long start, you know, five, six innings where he gives up one or less runs. Uh, this offense that we've seen so far from the Indians has been pretty underwhelming with a few exceptions. Francisco Lindor is, is just absolutely crushing the ball. The guy can't seem to miss uh, a ball and he can't seem to find one of our fielders. Um, Jose Ramirez has been having a, a really great series as well. But aside from those two, it's been pretty minimal uh, on the offensive side from Cleveland. So uh, John Lackey should be able to come in today and, and really, you know what, the guy's able to give everything he's got left. You know, he's not going to get another start in the World Series. He knows this. So get out there tonight, give it all you got, and, you know, let's put your career on a track of closing out with some great notes, like being the, the guy who put the Cubs back on track to win the World Series. Completely agreed. Um, so keys to the game here. Played patience, played discipline. Yep. Uh, John Lackey pulling his weight and teeth. <laughs> That's a lot to pull if he's got to pull his weight and his teeth. I think, I'll just take him pulling his weight. Are those fake teeth? Um, I guess we shouldn't get into that, but I, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like those are like 15 grand a, te- a tooth right there. Well, he does. Play, he is a pitcher. I mean, maybe he took one up the back up the middle right off the, uh, the old mouth there. I don't know. Yeah, he's got the old show teeth like the hockey players. Right, exactly. Uh, um, so, plate discipline, John Lackey. I think scoring before the fifth inning would be nice because you know around the fifth or sixth inning you might see Andrew Miller warming up in the bullpen. And uh, using Schwarber in a productive manner. Yeah, I'm going to add one more to that, and it's just going to be the Cubs' big bats need to be the big bats that they are. We need Dexter Fowler to start the game, get on base, lead off, get some hits. We need Chris Bryant to wake up, hit a home run. You know what? The guy needs a home run in the World Series. It's time to see that tonight. Anthony Rizzo just needs to be Anthony Rizzo. Let's get back to making big plays. Let's get back to choking up on the bat and getting that hit in the clutch situation. Uh, We need to see uh, Addison Russell go back to being the RBI machine that he was. I think we really need those four hitters to step up and and play the game the way we've watched them play it all season long and and, on and off throughout the postseason. This is the time. We can't be relying on Javier Baez. We can't rely on our catchers we can't rely on our pitchers to be the offensive force that wins the world series for us those four bats need to be the offensive force that they've been all season long i completely agree with you awesome well that's unusual we don't completely agree on everything but um you know what guys i think when the cubs are in the world series you're going to find that we agree on a lot more but this is something we're really excited to do because our team is in the world series for the first time in 71 years and uh you know what we for the first time have decided to sit down and do this so this was episode one of the cubs session podcast stay tuned there'll be more to come Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed what you heard and tune in for more i'm bill i'm jeff this is the cubs session podcast